Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM, 87.6, 87.8 or 88. Right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning. You're with the Double L team, Lyle and... Lawson! Lawson, how are you this morning? I'm just laughing over how deaf you are. (laughs) (laughs) So, I was... Lyle's been away the last couple of days, you know, Monday, Tuesday, and and the previous Friday. And so then I sit in his position. Yes. And uh, I use his headphones. Yes. And they're always, like, when I put them on, they are blaringly loud. Like, they are... Just insane, like I'm ear piercing, like ear hurting, loud, and I always turn them down. And then Lyle comes back every time he comes back, and as we're starting the show, he's like waving at producer show, like turn my headphones off, turn my headphones off, and I'm like, man, this guy is, this guy is too much time on the firing range. Yeah, that's <laughs> this guy is relishing in permanent hearing loss. That's that's amazing. Um, so I'm grateful that so I'm not going in, through you that. You sit in my seat. Uh-huh. You sit in my. You, you just enjoy sitting in the in the in, in the lead seat when 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 Lyle's away. Is that how it goes? Well, it's kind of like. Uh, well, I guess I don't have to. But yeah, you could do it. You could do it from your seat. Yeah, that's right. But it makes it easier for like the you know for whoever's coming in to to do the role because the seat it's that true. I'm sitting in, you can you're just looking straight at the. Board but we've got the timer and everything so it's just a little bit a little bit easier for people okay uh, yeah. just, well, I don't care I don't need you I, I those of you who are wondering outside he's trying to steal my job <laughs> I'm not trying <laughs> <laughs> I am <laughs> you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith FM positively different and we're about to get into more positively different news. Before we do, we're going to start with a quiz. Lawson, go for it. Who am I? The Lord said that I was worried and upset about many things, but only one thing was needed. 0491 is the number to call if you know the answer to the quiz. And if you do, you will go in the draw um, at the end of this week to win the set of books we have here, Growing in Jesus, Volumes 1 and 2 by Mark and Ernestine Finley. You will go in that draw. All you need to do is answer the quiz correctly and then say man to the quiz if you are the first person to answer correctly you'll get two entries so run to the phones 0491-064-669 is the number to call and text it's pretty cool uh prize you've got right there lawson i sort of missed out on a Early part of this week, I was waiting to find out what the prize was. Yeah, but now you know. Now growing know. growing in Jesus uh, by Mark and Ernestine Finley. We've got both volumes, and it's just all about how we can become more like Jesus, which who wouldn't want that? Who, Indeed. Who absolutely. wouldn't want Well, maybe a lot of people are probably scared of the crucifixion part, um, and we're not actually becoming Jesus. That's a really important point. That's, we're, not claiming, we're not claiming that you will become Jesus, but you will be more like Jesus. Absolutely. The, the one who is amazing. Yes. All right. right. Positively different news. Positively different news this morning. Lyle, I have good news. Yes. Um, actually, oh, I was gonna, I was, I was building that up to say something really cool. But before we get into that, well, we'll news, go ahead and say something really cool then. Well, just before we get into the really cool thing. Yes. Um, another amazing and really cool thing is my mum's birthday today. So shout oh, out, shout yes. out my mum. Uh, Happy birthday to Lawson's mum. Shout out Alicia. Um, yeah, we're getting together tonight uh, to have dinner for her and I'm going to be cooking up some, I, I'm on chef duty. So, you know, like, okay. cause okay. I have like, I have three sisters, four kids and, you know, we all kind of divide ourselves up and, and my sisters, they're like, all right, we're on like present duty. Uh, my oldest sister's on present duty. My second oldest sister's on, on location duty. We're having, um, uh, like dinner at her place, and then I'm on cooking duty. So I'm I'm the cook, and then You're my younger cook. sister lives in Canberra, so she won't be here. But like I'm I'm gonna be cooking up a 
a storm. You're going to so, be good Asian food? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> my mum loves it. My mum, I make my mum like all kinds of Asian food, like okonomiyaki and wonton soup and stuff. And she's like, this is like it came from the restaurant. This is like the greatest thing ever. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so shout out my mom happy birthday to her okay my cool awesome good news my other cool awesome good news is 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 this is good news about cats lyle there is no such thing there is no listen no there is no listen such thing. listen a, it doesn't exist a six-month-old florida panther kitten um, oh panther yeah okay it's it's a cat it's a big cat big cats i don't mind it's big cats so much it has been reunited with its mother um the other day which after it took several attempts to try and do so any, so ultimately like yeah this this kitten and its mother got separated you know in the woods and it was is uh in the forest there and it was found by the florida wildlife commission and so they took it in and they were trying to find the mother and like reintroduce you know what, you know what hunters call these when they you know what bear hunters call these cats what? Panthers, mountain lions? Uh-huh. Long-tailed bears. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> is that what you call them, Lyle? No, no, no. That's what bear, I've never gone bear. I've never been bear hunting, but that's what bear hunters call them. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. But I'm like, not in good authority from a bear, from a professional bear hunter. From a professional bear hunter, they're like long-tailed cats. No, no, they're long-tailed bears. Long-tailed bears. Yes. Okay. Well, this particular panther um, <laughs> is nice and sweet and awesome, and it's a baby. And they were like, "Okay, we need to get this thing back to its mother." So they set down a cage with it, you know, in it, and they put like they put it in a cage, but then the bars are like really wide so that it can like get out, but it kind of has the illusion of like, "Oh, I'm stuck in this cage until the mother comes." And uh, basically, they sit it in this cage the first night. And the mother like didn't show up, and so they took the they took the panther back, and then they checked the the live stream footage, like that they camera that they'd set up in that area, and they saw that at the cage site, the mother like showed up like a couple hours later and was like poking around and looking for the kitten, and so they went back the next night and put the cage there again, and then the mother just didn't show up. <laughs> Again, and then so then they took the cage back, looked after the panther kitten one more time, and then they took the cage back. Again, and finally, third time's a charm. The mother showed up, led the kitten out of the cage, and they scurried off into the woods together. Well, that's just a happy, a happy story, a it, happy little, it is, happy little panther story. It is a happy little cat story. Yes, yeah, concede, love, concede, admit it. There, there are good cat stories out there <clears throat> that don't no, that don't relate to Felinus catus. Oh, whatever. Okay, whatever. No, they're still anyway. Cat. Anyway, uh, still somebody's, somebody's still texted cats. through to say, Happy birthday, Alicia. Hope mm. you have a great day and a birthday party. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I yes. love my mum. We're going to hang out. It's going to be cool. All right. Oh, I've got some other cool news in terms of United Sta- the United States and animals over there. Um, and this is that. So a guy, a, a local, you know, swimmer slash diver who was hanging out in the Detroit River. His name's Eric Marie. Eric Marie is kind of bobbing down the Detroit River and all of a sudden he sees a, an animal and he's like oh is that like a muskrat or something and it turns out uh, so like he swims he swims closer towards it and it turns out um, that basically it is a river otter an American river okay, otter cool cool which yeah, is otters, like otters are amazing otters are like the coolest animals ever yes. but the interesting thing is cool, that cooler uh, than cats <laughs> I'll agree I'll actually agree I'll actually agree um River otters haven't been seen in the Detroit River for over a hundred years. Oh, really? So, like, they like don't hang out in this area whatsoever. This guy's like swimming, you know, down the river, and he's like, "Wait, what?" And he's like swimming closer and closer. And he's like, 
is that a river otter? And so he pulls out his phone, um, and he's, it's like, how is he swimming with his phone? Well, most phones are waterproof now. And so, you know, he had his phone there, pulls it out, takes some photos of it. Um, and just by like the grainy kind of faraway photos alone, he took it to his friend, um, that was attending the, the local university who, you know, biology major from there. And he's like, Hey, is, is this a river otter? And they're like, yeah, cool. Like, like it is. And, uh, now this river otter has been sighted a couple different times swimming up and down the Detroit River. And people are just absolutely like perplexed, but also, you know, just celebrating the fact. He's just out there doing his thing, catching fish. Yeah. Living his life. Just living his best life. Well, why wouldn't he? I mean, there's nobody, nobody else has been no competition in that river for a hundred years. That's right. (laughs) Prime real estate. That's right. Well, they're, they're like considering it's like, man, how did the, how did it end up here? And I'm just thinking Detroit's a rather large city, though. You would think that probably the otters disappeared because of human pressure and pollution. Yeah, that's right. But recently there were some otters uh, released in Michigan. And so they're like, okay, it made its way down from, from Michigan down to Detroit. Well, it, yeah. Michigan is Detroit, but it was released up in the north, like where, you know, the lakes are and stuff. Okay, the north of Michigan or northern Michigan. They're two different places. Really? Yes. Wow, that's, that is, conf- two different that is confusing. Yes. Well, the place where it was released in a place where otters weren't, <laughs> but it was also not the Detroit River. Yes. And then obviously it's made its way, it's made its way down and they're that's just awesome. super, super surprised. So that's really cool. Okay. Finally, I'm going to talk about possibly the dumbest invention I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Usually, okay. Fun. usually on fun. the good news, we talk about cool things like like portable wind turbines and solar panels and electric cars and all this kind of cool stuff. Okay, this this these people have created this group of, and this makes so much sense. It's a group of like university. You said it was dumb. It is dumb. Listen, listen. As a group of university students, and like, how many like dumb tech startups have come out of like, oh, we made something for a uni project, and now we have a, a, a startup. Okay, students have created um, edible tape that you put on tortillas when you make burritos, so that they stay together. That is the silliest. No, that is no, the epic. silliest thing I've ever seen. Idea I've ever Have heard you of. ever made a burrito? Like you just wrap it up and then it doesn't fall out. If you know how to make a burrito, it doesn't fall apart. Like if you go and get a burrito, if you head down nah, to your local all, GYG all or burritos, all burritos fall apart. That's There's not no true. Such, there is no such thing as a burrito that doesn't fall go, apart. Go go to your local burrito shop. They will wrap you up a burrito that will this literally the number never one part, reason fall, why fall I hate apart. wraps. They fall apart. Yeah, because you don't know how to make them. But if you you could use this tape on sandwiches too, because you could put it around the bottom of the sandwiches, and that would keep all of the stuff in the sandwich. But that's what, like, all your tomatoes. But this is like this edible wrap that is supposed to. But like, that's what cling wrap is for. No, 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 no. You, 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 because cling wrap is horrid stuff if you get it in your mouth accidentally. Yeah, but you don't eat cling wrap. Have some edible wrap. Or like a. Like a box, like, you know, like one of the plastic boxes. What do you no, need this, this edible tape for? No, this is pure dumb. genius. This is, is du- 0491 Sorry? You don't need the plastic. No, but it's got not. This plastic is, is bad. This is edible and its express purpose is not for storage. It's so that the burrito stays together, which is dumb because if you know how to wrap a burrito, then you don't need tape. Or you plastic. 
Or, or, or no, but that's wrap. but we're talking about storage here. There's a difference between storage and holding it together. These people just don't know how to make it. But anyways, uh, give us a call zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Let us know. Uh, what do you think? Do we need tape to hold burritos together? You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Have question number two. Who am I? I said, I know he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. And if you know who this person is who said that, you can go into the draw to win Growing With Jesus, Volumes 1 and 2 by Mark and Ernestine Finley. All you have to do is text in the correct answer and say, may I enter the quiz? And then you will be entered. But yeah, that question was, I said, I know he will rise again at the resurrection, in the resurrection at the last day. So whoever text message came through. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm actually sad that people says, are going to be in favor of... Oh. Uni startup? Yeah. Actually not a bad idea. No, stop. Can't get simpler than that. Sheer genius. Who said this? Most people don't know how to wrap a burrito. Who said this? I, I, actually, no, I don't want to dox a person. But <laughs> I, I'm, not I, gonna, I'm not going to give their name out just so that you can... <laughs> I, because because the the reason why I asked that is because like if like if you know how to okay, wrap so, a burrito, then you're uh, good. Yeah, yeah, why, it, you're why, good. Why, like, why, and and I feel like I feel like expert. this is the thing. This is yeah, the thing. Ethnic people are cringing right now listening to listening to the idea that you need a piece of tape to wrap a burrito. So I saw the photos of this. Yeah, during the break, you showed them to me. It yep. looks like a piece of seaweed. Yeah. You like seaweed. I, I love seaweed. So if you don't want to wrap your burrito with it, just roll it and make sushi out of it. Yeah, but this is like, has it like organic adhesive on it that's like for the purpose of... Yeah, that's sticky stuff. Yeah, why would you, why would you need that? It's like, the best that's, idea. That, we, we should so talk about some more serious... It's the best idea ever. Let's talk about some more serious news. In Victoria, Victorian uh, Liberal Party has just expelled one of their... Uh, members really? uh, and sent them to the crossbench. You would think that they would be trying to get as many people as possible, particularly when, you know, the uh, the, 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 the federal election has just gone to the Labor Party. But no, they've, they've, they've expelled this guy out. Now he's an independent. Um, and they expelled him for, uh, he, he commented on social media in relationship to the Roe versus Wade potentially being... Uh, overturned in the United States, mm. and he said, you know, if it's overturned in the United States, he's praying that the same thing will happen here. Mm. Said that, and that's it. He's out. He's gone. You would think the Liberal Party would learn from the fact that they just lost, at a, as, at a minimum they lost four seats in this last election mm. because of losing the um, <clears throat> the vote of, of people of faith, but apparently not. It's been sent to the crossbench um, and has since been approached by seven minorities. So we will see what happens. Mm-hmm. Seven minor parties. I mean, minor parties is where everybody's going these days. A third of Australians voted for minor parties. Yeah, that's crazy, eh? Never been seen before. Mm. And there's minor parties on both sides of that equation. So, yeah. Anyway, let's talk about uh, greatest concern for pastors. And, uh, you know, in the past it's 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 kind of been, you know, false expectations of pastors. You know, generally parishioners have expectations of pastors that are unrealistic. Mm. But what's interesting is in this latest piece of research, which I actually was going to share this last week and ran out of time, uh, a thousand Protestant pastors were surveyed in the United States and 44% of 
percent of them said that they find people's political views challenging to navigate, and 48% said people's strong opinions about non-essentials are a challenge. So political views and non-essentials. And this is something that has changed quite dramatically in the last 10 years or so. And the question Mm. is why? And I believe it's being, well, we all know that it's being driven by social media and that social media is creating an echo box that radicalises us to whichever side of politics we happen Mm. to be on. And so people are becoming more radicalised in their politics and, uh, you know, the centre has disappeared. Mm. You only have the extremes left anymore which is just being, being driven by social media algorithms. That's so true. Like, in the past, like, it was moderates. Um, like, particularly, like, if you look at the 90s and early 2000s in, like, United States politics, it's like, it's always been, like, moderates who have been the most successful in, in yeah, moderates party. to the left, moderates to the right. Yeah, that's right. Whereas now we're, we're seeing that divide more yes, and more. extremes mm. to the left, extre- absolutely. Mm. Uh, so unrealistic expectations of the past is down to 35% now. Mm. So this is this is one that uh, has definitely changed, and mainline left wing churches are more concerned about it than evangelical churches. So Lutherans uh, place uh, political concerns or you know, political issues at fifty four percent as the greatest concern for the pastor. Presbyterian Reformed churches fifty one percent, Church of Christ fifty one percent, Methodists forty eight percent. Then you come to evangelicals, Baptists at thirty five, and Pentecostals at thirty four. Probably because your evangelicals uh, tend to be more in favour of a union of church and state, mm. and are more likely to actually preach politics from the pulpit, mm. uh, particularly in the US. I don't see that happening here in Australia. So, so the higher the percentage, it was that like these people are kind of they find it difficult to nav- navigate politics, and they're like struggling with it in their churches. Well, they're struggling with their members making a big issue of it in their churches. Okay, yeah. Well, I think that makes sense. Like when you say like left wing mainline churches, like like your Anglican church, because they are kind of shifting along with the culture at the moment. Like in yes. terms of their, they are they're very much in deeply in the political discussion. You know, right. on on the evangelical side, they they more tend to stay like rigidly. And it probably shows a divide between the pastors and the congregations mm. on a lot of these issues. Mm. Yeah, so you, totally. you, you, your left-wing evangelical churches are probably uh, amongst the leadership more woke mm. than their congregation. Mm. So, yeah, you can kind of see how that happens. Uh, bigger churches are more likely to list this as an area of concern at 49%. That's uh, 250 people and over. Compared to smaller churches, uh, 49 people or under listed at 38%. I can, I can agree with that. And, of course, I guess, once again, if you think about a bigger church, you're going to have a much more diverse group of people with diverse opinions that Mm. can disagree with each other, whereas in a small congregation, a small church, they might all be generally on the same page. Mm. Anyway, I thought I would share something positive from Hollywood. Wow. Okay. Some positively different news from Hollywood. I am excited. So uh, Chris Pratt and... And this is some. This is a bit of gossip here this morning. Uh-huh. Chris Pratt and Catherine uh, Schwarzenegger have welcomed their second daughter and mm-hmm. say that they are feeling beyond blessed. Wow! And uh, uh, Chris Pratt has posted a couple of Bible verses on his Instagram page, uh, Psalms one twenty six three, 
where the Bible says the Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. And then Psalms 127, verse 3 to 4, he posted this one. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. It's kind of nice to see a celebrity posting positive Bible verses this is not something that we often see. And we need to encourage it whenever we do because, you know, there can't be a bad thing with the Word of God getting out there. Mm. Yeah, Chris Pratt has been a bit of a poster child recently of, like, I would say, like, maybe, like, unproblematic Christian celebrities, like, compared to, you know, some other Christian celebrities who really put that in the, the limelight and kind of fly all over the place, like like a Kanye West or a Justin Bieber. Like, Chris Pratt has just been consistently, like, yeah, I'm just a Christian. Showing up to church and quoting the Bible and giving thanks to God and like acceptance speeches for movies and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah and I'm not going to sit here and agree with everything that Chris Pratt stands for, all of the movies that he creates. Yeah, None totally. of that. I'm just going to say that, you know, when a prominent person who is looked up to by a large sector of the community posts Bible verses, that can only be a positive thing. Mm. He, uh, he also stated uh, in an interview with E! News, that he is open to ha- open to having as many children as God allows. He says, "I would love to have more, as many as God will provide." Um, we'll do it. I'll probably have to talk to Catherine about that. But my <laughs> plan is, let's go. That is so awesome. <laughs> so he's a member of the uh, Zoe Church in LA, which has a reputation for being infamous, infamously anti-LGBTQ. So oh, there you go. There you go. And of course, uh, Catherine Schwarzenegger is uh, an author. Her mm-hmm. latest book is called The Gift of Forgiveness, Inspiring Stories from Those Who Have Overcome the Unforgivable. Wow. So these guys are, you know, it's good to see some positive things taking place uh, from time to time. Is, is Catherine Schwarzenegger related to Arnold Schwarzenegger? That's that's my question. Oldest daughter. Okay, yeah, there we go. There, okay. You, you knew that the, would be the, the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just, I just needed to make sure. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, where she, that's where she fits into the equation. Arnie's mm. oldest daughter. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. It is The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. We're about to get into our interview of the day. Before we do, Lawson's going to bring us question number three. Question number three is, I told the Lord to tell my sister to help me with the housework. 0491-064-669 is the number to call if you know the answer. If you do know the answer, you can uh, go into the drawer. You can give us a call or text and then go into the drawer to win Growing with Growing in Jesus Volumes 1 and 2, Becoming More Like Jesus by Studying His Life by Mark and Ernestine Finley. 0491-064-669 is the number. And again, that question was, I told the Lord to tell my sister to help me with the housework. Make sure you say, may I enter the quiz? Okay, let's uh, go to our interview of the day and joining us on the phone, as always on a Wednesday, is Jennifer Skews to talk about emotional health. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Oh, yes, we've got you now loud and clear. We just uh, got to push a button there very quickly, but uh, we're super glad to have you on the show. (laughs) Okay. Now, Jennifer, we've been talking about the brain and, and trauma in the brain. And what mm-hmm. I'm wondering, what I'm wondering today is, you know, when we look at our body, and our body has an immune system, so that you know, if we catch COVID or something or other, yep. the, the immune system will kick in and we'll heal the body. Yep. Uh, what about the brain? Yep. Is there is there a way that the brain has to heal itself? The brain is constantly healing itself. 
And this is where the Bible tells us we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And God has given this incredible brain. Science does not understand it fully. It's still exploring. It's an unknown frontier. But one of the things they found that the brain doesn't like being broken and it's constantly repairing itself and cleaning up and renewing itself. So it's good news because it means our brain can grow and renew. And uh, we did talk a bit about neuroplasticity, that the brain can uh, create new cells. It's the only area of the body where um, the cells actually grow and renew. Um, so we do have... Uh, if we look after the brain and use it wisely and understand the brain, then we get we, we work a lot smarter. Okay, so this has got to be really uh, significantly encouraging news for people that uh, do have a mental illness because uh-huh. it gives them hope. You know, if I catch COVID, Absolutely. I've got hope that my uh-huh. immune system is going to throw COVID off and that is a Absolutely. major factor uh-huh. in my healing from, uh-huh. from COVID. Uh-huh. Whereas uh-huh. with uh-huh. the brain, then a major factor in the healing of the brain is the fact that that brain that you have, which is struggling right now, is working as hard as it yes. can to heal itself. It is. And this is where, of course, the enemy for the brain, as we know, is stress, um, certainly in disease and illness, but... Um, stress is a big factor. So one of the things I get people to do is learn to manage the stress that they're under, um, finding ways of resolving the problems, which means you need to use your brain, um, as well as reprogramming the brain. Because when you're depressed or anxious or have um, some mental health issues, you actually wire the brain to be like that. Um, and what I do is help people rewire the brain so they can put in new pathways that don't think in depression or anxiety um, and teach them time orientation. Anxiety is our future fear um, and depression is where we keep dragging up the path so we're not in the present. Um, so we can do so much to rewire the brain and recover from these particular illnesses. Okay, so so for instance, with um, you know, with say COVID or something or other, there's a lot of things that we can, mm-hmm. you know, our immune system is going to kick in, and our immune system is going to do what it can to throw off this virus. But there's a lot of yes. things that we can do to actually mm-hmm. work alongside our immune system. And so, what you're saying then is, when uh, mm-hmm. we have a mental illness, there are a lot of yes. things that we can do to mm-hmm. help the brain actually in its processes, in its natural process of healing. Yes, yeah. And one of the problems when people have a, um, a mental or emotional health problem is the brain is out of balance and we are designed to work in balance, which is why the brain is constantly trying to renew and regenerate. And we, we have started talking, I know you've been away, but we've been talking about the survival brain, the emotional brain, which is the largest part of the brain, but we also have a thinking intelligent brain and that's that neocortex or that first third of the brain just behind the forehead. Um, and that is the computer that works everything. It's our conscious awareness. It's where the will is. It's where our conscience is. And it's this part of the brain that we need to help rewire and protect. And it's put into two hemispheres, left and right. When you have a mental emotional illness, you're actually functioning predominantly on right side of the brain at the expense of thinking rationally. So you drag up feelings from the past and then you go over them and over them or express them in the present and you're not even aware you're doing it. You wonder why you're sad and depressed or angry and hurt. And it's because 
we ha- we have to rebalance the brain and correct the thinking. I mean, it sounds simple, but because you've been doing it for often since childhood, that it takes some time, but it certainly takes some knowledge. And when the brain has knowledge, it works smarter. So I believe nothing's impossible. Um, even with brain damage, they find that the brain can rewire itself um, and uh, use what it had that's been damaged. Um, this is evident in strokes when people have a stroke and lose their speech. The speech therapy, part, other parts of the brain will start to grow um, because they've damaged the speech centre. So this is where we have such an amazing brain. It's uh, incredible what it can do if you give it the right input. I remember reading the story one time, a uh, testimony of somebody who had a brain disease and their uh-huh. doctor described their brain as a result of this disease as being like shot full of holes like Swiss cheese and that they would yep. never ever, it would never ever heal again. And they read about, uh, they read a passage in the Bible that inspired them with the uh-huh. fact that, uh, you know, memorizing the Word of God, the Word of God has healing power. Mm. And so they focused on Bible memorization, which was extremely excruciatingly hard to, you know, memorize uh-huh. just, you know, a few words of Scripture, but by persisting uh-huh. at it, they actually um, reached the point where they were memorizing, you know, large chunks of the uh-huh. Bible, like multiple chapters uh-huh. of the Bible, and they were restored back to, their brain was restored back to normality um, as, a, uh-huh. as a result of just, you know, memorizing the Word of God. Oh, I, the Word of God, as we know, is powerful, uh, but we, we need to take into account that healing of the brain is also something God does. And if we we step in the right direction, like that person started to use the word to be able to remember it, and that combined with the power of God's healing can make a huge difference. Science doesn't, science doesn't understand it. And they say, oh, that was a miracle, and we don't know how that happened. But we know that God can do that. Mm. Um, so this is why we should never give up. Um, I do find, as I work with Christians and people who don't really know God or people who have faith or don't have faith, but I find those who have faith or work with God seem to have a better recovery because of what you're talking about. They're enlisting the healing power of God, God's love, in the process of their recovery. So it does speed it up. It's uh, quite amazing. Now, are there other things that we can do? So, for instance, with uh, you know, with our immune system for our body, uh-huh. you know, there's there's uh-huh. a bunch of lifestyle things that we can do. Are there are there lifestyle things, you know, other than you know, working through the issues, rewiring the brain? Uh-huh. Are there actually uh-huh. lifestyle things that will help heal the brain when it suffered from? Oh, trauma? absolutely, yes, yeah. There's a number of things that I do to help people. Um, I did a um, a postgraduate diploma on nutritional medicine for mental health. So what we put in the brain and our body is incredibly powerful and there's some key elements that people need to use because unfortunately with the way the world's gone, we've lost a lot of nutrients in our soil and the food we get um, and magnesium is a key factor. Magnesium is what they call a precursor to having healthy neurotransmitters and if we don't have enough magnesium, that goes to the brain, then the um, dopamine and serotonin levels, which uh, uplift the mood and help us to function, deplete, and then we feel depressed so and even anxious. So um, they found in studies that even taking a double dose of daily dose of magnesium, 
within two weeks, people who were depressed started to lift out of that depression and feel much better. So that's the key element I get all of my clients to do. Very willingly, they do it. Some are already doing it. Um, so that's one of the things we work with. It's, uh, so that's a, you know, I find that's a key element, particularly using liquids on the body or powders. Tablets are much harder for the body to, to work with. Um, and I see big improvements they do. Within a week, they notice a difference in, uh, because it heals the nervous system, magnesium, uh, relaxes the nerves, heals inflamed nerves, it relaxes the muscles. Every cell needs it. It's a key element, and we don't make it. We have to get it externally. Mm. So, uh, that's a, that, so the listeners today, if they want to go and um, get their magnesium, if they're not taking any, I suggest they do, particularly in such stressful times. Um, because it's the whole system. It's not just the brain that is stressed. The whole body is stressed. Yeah, so and I think that, uh, you know, you talk about such stressful times and, and we look over the last uh, five or six years or so and we've gone from one major crisis uh, to another, which uh, has been incredibly absolutely. traumatic. Now, my uh, expectation from my understanding of the Bible is that we're not going to go back to the old normal, that uh-uh. um, this is just going to increase more and more and so it becomes yes. more and more yes. important that we learn ways of protecting and of healing our brain while we face these traumatic circumstances. Oh, definitely. And unfortunately, fear is the big killer for people. And sadly, we see a lot of fear around, particularly with fear of getting floods again, fear of fire, fear of well, natural disasters, but also fear of getting a virus, getting COVID. And the media tends to put in fear more. People watch a lot of the media. Um, but really, if we look after our immune system, we have nothing to fear. And if we look after our brain, we can work well and get beyond it. So taking focus off the fear and working with the brain and the body is very powerful. And, and this is the thing that I love about you know the Bible and particularly the prophecies of the Bible is that uh-huh. you know you hear, you hear things like you know Joe Biden yesterday stating that uh, he will go to war with China if they invade Taiwan, uh-huh. um, uh-huh. and for the average person out there, there would be a lot of fear involved with that. You know, you you hear about monkeypox oh, yeah. monkeypox arriving in yes. Australia, and the average person out there yep. goes, "Oh, that's a bit of a scary thing. I hope I don't catch oh. that." You know, are we going to have all of these more lockdowns and so forth? And so you know, yes. every time you hear these things, for the average person, it's fear. But for you and I who understand Bible prophecy, we live in the uh-huh. expectation of these things and we yes. would be worried if it wasn't happening because we've yes. read the end of the book. We know how it finishes. We know that God wins yes. and we know that yes. these are things that must take place. So I would say that you That's know, right. Bible study and understanding the Bible and particularly the prophecies of the Bible that explain yes. what it is that's going on in our world surely has to uh, be a massive way yeah. in reducing fear. It, it does. It helps to take to reduce the fear to know that we're in a time and this is being predicted or prophesied. And I guess we have to accept that and look at you know God has given us a way out and He has created us in a way that if we use our brain well and look after the body He's given us, you know that we talk about it, having health, a health message, then um, we don't have anything to fear. You yeah. know, we do get protected and our body will work well for it. So that's sort of one of the things I do to encourage people is to uh, stop fearing and focus on their daily journey, certainly spiritually, if they're, you know, with um, a lot of them have that emphasis in their life, as well as physically, that God has given us a body and a brain that if we look after it, 
it works well. We don't fear. We have a good immune system. We've got nothing to fear. So uh, it's the same with the brain. If the brain's working well, then we can deal with the fear. Um, but it is a fearful time for many people, sadly. And this is where I look at Bible prophecies kind of being like a prenatal class. You know, Jesus gives these signs of the time and says, you know, this is, this is, this is, uh, you know, this is the birth pain. So let me give you a prenatal class yeah. and let me explain what's yeah. going to happen. You know, imagine having a child. I've, I've, I've we, my wife and I, my wife had two, you yeah. know, we had two children together. Yeah. We've now got a little grandbaby, but imagine going through that whole process with no knowledge yeah. whatsoever at all of what was happening or what to expect. It would be terrifying. Yeah. And well, so, that's what it used to be. In my mother's day, that's what happened. She knew nothing. She was terrified. She didn't know. Mm. But now we have knowledge. And it's the same with what you're talking about. When we know what's going to happen, it takes the fear away. Yes. Um, yeah. And understanding how God protects us and works with us. And I meet so many people, praying people, and it's just amazing how God answers prayers and gives them confidence. And, um, and that is a great way for the brain to rewire and be confident, you know, and get off of all this fear wiring um, because we can change the brain if we choose to. Um, so, you know, this is what I teach people to do. How can you change? What is it you're doing that's wrong and let's put it right? Yes. It's like going to a mechanic shop and doing a repair job, basically. Genesis. Thank you so much for sharing with us this morning about rewiring the brain, changing the brain, and bringing healing to the brain. We always appreciate what you have to say. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.